AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, welcome to episode 198. And I'll say this entire episode was inspired by the guest we're going to have later because I uh, wanted to get Aubrey Sellers on. And I was like, hey, we should get Aubrey Sellers on and talk to her. And then... She's done a full Bobby cast before, and I was like, I wonder what we could build around Aubrey Sellers. And, um, you know, her mom is Leanne Womack, and she's been able to kind of create her own identity outside of being Leanne Womack's kid. As a matter of fact, I think whenever, and you can go back and check an old Bobby cast of Aubrey and I talking. Even then, I was like, you know, we'll talk about it. I know this isn't like, for me, I don't think of you as just Leanne Womack's daughter, but we do talk about that there, and we'll talk to her later. She got some great new music out, but this whole episode was inspired by her. And us going, we should talk to Aubrey. And then Mike D and I going, oh, we should uh, do a whole thing about people with famous parents and sometimes you forget about them. We got a whole crew in for the podcast today to talk about this. Uh, first of all, Mike D, who produces the show. What up? Which, I'll say this, that I think this idea was mine, but Mike D did a, the, the heavy lifting on a lot of the research. Is that accurate? That is accurate. And I think that's kind of how we do some of these. I'm like, oh, you know it'd be cool, Mike? What if we did artists who wore blue jeans on a Tuesday. Go find every one of them. I got it. <laughs> and then he goes and does a lot of the research, and we talk about it. Uh, also bringing in uh, producer Eddie, yeah. who, who's a part of the Sore Losers podcast. Yeah, I am. If you like sports, check that out. And also, we'll have an episode coming up with uh, Brent Michaels, who is the program director of our station, The Bull, in Bakersfield, and also KUZZ. So he's actually here, too, and so we thought we'd let you hang out and say hey, stuff, too. Thank you. What's up? So, so um, let's talk about musicians with parents who are also famous musicians. This is a pretty cool topic. Eddie, if I say that, and I'll go, I'll do Aubrey Sellers first. Yeah. Okay, so that's Aubrey. She has uh, the parents Jason Sellers and Leanne Womack, and is the stepdaughter of the music producer Frank Liddell, who did a lot of Miranda stuff. Mm. So uh, she's like, hey, listen, I've had a lot of chances to, and she sounds like her mom, just rock and rolled up. So this is Leanne Womack. I hope you did. 
and is the inspiration to this podcast. Eddie, I'll come to you first. When yeah. I say, because you don't know who I have on the list here. I don't. When I say artists that have parents that were also musicians, who do you have? Right off the bat is one of my favorites. I mean, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan, and when I found out that Jacob Dylan was Bob Dylan's son, the Wallflowers, you got to have him on your list, right? Okay, so here's Bob Dylan. How does it feel? And here is Jacob Dylan from The Wallflowers. And maybe people didn't know that. Do you know that, Brent? I did know that, yeah. Just making sure. Making sure you're over there. Well, we're all kind of music nerds here, though. I I feel like some people live their whole life not knowing that. The son of Bob Dylan is Jacob Dylan, the lead singer of The Wallflowers, and is a solo artist. Um, The fact that the group takes its name from one of Bob's songs... Is only one of the similarities. The Wallflowers. What song is that? What Mike D, what song is that? Did you just copy and paste that line? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good tidbit there, but I'm I don't not know a what huge song Bob that Dylan is. Guy. Oh, I've I read love his it. books. I've read his books and I like his hits. His books are weird because it, it's almost like I mean, and, and you 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 have a couple of books too, so you understand. But I think when I when I read the Bob Dylan book, it's like He's scatterbrained and and it's he's all over the place and I feel like that's kind of how he is. He's very stream of consciousness. Yes, and, and funny and funny story. When I met Willie Nelson, I mean we hung out for like an hour, hour and a half with Willie Nelson, and it's right around the time that uh, Bob Dylan released his book Chronicles. And so I asked him like, you, you knew you knew Bob like so what what you read the book? He's like, yeah, I read that crap. I was like, well, what, what did you think? You know, Willie said it's just a bunch of BS. You know, like that's Bob Dylan, man, a bunch of BS. And it's like, I, I love that. And I think Bob Dylan, too, has kind of uh, evolved and, and grown up and been like, yeah, man, that is a bunch of BS. Me as a young kid is a bunch of BS. You know, I like from the Wallflowers, I like Sixth Avenue Heartache. That was a jam. Oh, that was Sixth a jam. Sixth Avenue Heartache. And Adam Durrett sang background in that song. I feel like we covered this in mm-hmm. one of our podcasts. Famous background singers <laughs> yeah. and songs. Um, okay, I have two points I want to make. One about first, I'm going to do Jacob Dylan and Willie Nelson. I'm going to roll with Willie Nelson because I have a story about him. Um, so Jacob Dylan, whenever he first started... Did not want people to know he's Bob Dylan's son. Correct. So he would just, he would do different last names, different names. He would, he wanted to be an artist on his own and did make it. And before the Wallflowers was really known, he wasn't Jacob Dylan and mm-hmm. was like, all right, people know, I'm going to go ahead and be Jacob Dylan. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I feel for an artist, like that's a good thing. That's and what you want. You're going to, your dad's a, one of the, I would say the most famous songwriter of all time. Yeah. Like that's what Bob Dylan's known for is like the first real uh, folk songwriter. Yeah. Um, I mean, people. And you got you have to you have to have a career and live up to that. It's hard. That that would be tough. My Willie Nelson story, because I'm right in the middle of watching this documentary about the history of country music, and Willie Nelson talks about in it, he was booking, I think Bob Wills and the Playboys, the Texas Playboys. Oh yeah. He was 14 to 15 years old. He was a concert promoter, and he was like, you know what? We he was like, I was 14. I I, I would just <laughs> tell artists I'd pay him 150 bucks, and I'd hope that I made enough money at the door to pay him. And he was talking about when he was 14 years old booking shows in Texas as a promoter. Wow. That's wild. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Willie Nelson, Willie's on the list. So here you go. Here's Willie. Blue eyes cry and rain. One of my favorite songs ever. And here is his son, Lucas Nelson. And I hope you find yourself I think for a lot of people, Lucas kind of pierced that mainstream in the the, the movie. A that Star, is born. Star is Born. Because that was his band. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so. that was his band, and I think he wrote a lot of the songs in that movie. Did he? Yeah, is that true? He did. <laughs> why? Why don't you believe me? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I do say I, I think just, in front I, of everything I, I feel say. Like you're just saying stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> did you see *A Star Is Born*, Brent? I did. Did you like it? I did. I thought it was really good. Did you like it because everybody else said it was good, or did you like it because you really thought liked it? I saw it probably a year after everybody saw it, but it was really good. So Willie Nelson, his son Lucas Nelson, he's the lead singer of Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real. And I, I saw him on a Southwest flight once. Lucas Nelson and his whole band. You saw him on, on a flight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike D and I were sitting on the plane. Lucas Nelson and all the guys just walked by us. Really? Yeah. Did they smell like... No, they smell okay. pretty good. Well, they didn't smell bad. Uh, no, I meant like, did they smell like... That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> they smell fine. I mean, in October 2008, Lucas dropped out of college. Uh, he wrote music for A Star Is Born and also appeared in the movie with an, Bradley's backing band. So there's one. Brent, I'm coming to you. When you think of... Artists, singers that have famous parents, who do you have? Country, otherwise. It doesn't matter, anything you want. Man, right off the top of my head, Will Smith, Jaden Smith. You know what? Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that I one. I didn't think of that one either. Interesting. Because yeah. Jaden, what has he done? He's I, an actor. I don't know. He's a rapper, though. But, oh, but he's a rapper. Does he have any songs? Yeah, he has like a legit rap career. Is he up on the wall? No. Okay. But we have Brian Latrell's kid, but we don't have Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Latrell, Backstreet Boys? Yeah, this is one of the ones Mike D and I were talking okay. about. We were yeah. like, who's, who, he, Brian Latrell, by, by the way, Backstreet Boys. Tell me why what, what's his kid do? Bailey Latrell. He's like 13 or 14? 16. Okay. He's a singer. He's been opening for the Backstreet Boys. Wow. I had no idea. He's that, a country singer yeah. too, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Bailey Luttrell. Backstreet Boy, Bailey Luttrell isn't the only musically inclined one the article says. His 16-year-old son, Bailey, jumped into action with Don't Knock It. He made his Broadway debut in the musical Disaster in 2016, and he's opening up for the Backstreet Boys on their DNA World Tour. That's cool. So, Jaden Smith works, I would say, more so than Bailey Luttrell. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I went way off the board. <laughs> no, good for you. Um, here's one. Here's an interesting for you. Interesting one uh, is Miley and Billy Ray. Oh, wow. Oh, they probably wouldn't have thought about for a minute. Yep. Don't tell my heart, my head keep breaking hard. Just don't think you'd understand. And obviously, Miley. I came in like a rainbow. So, her, her name is, real name is what, Eddie? Can you name it? Ooh, it's not Miley? No. Samantha. No. Do you know Miley's real name, Brent? Brandy. No, Brandy is his si wife. Her sister. 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 Her sister, yeah. Yeah. Her name is Destiny Hope Cyrus. Destiny wow. Hope. She was born with supraventriloquer tire. I don't know, some real... Is that like a puppet? Yeah, I would know it's uh, <laughs> a condition with an abnormal resting heart rate. Oh, wow. Her birth name, Destiny Hope, expressed her parents' belief she would accomplish great things. Her parents nicknamed her Smiley, which they later shortened to Miley. Miley. So. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that's I didn't know crazy. That. You didn't know which. You know who her, her godmother is, Brent? Trivia Miley Cyrus's godmother is? Dolly. Dolly Parton. There you go. That's right. Wow. Look at you. Now, now, do you think? Let me ask you a question here. Do you think Miley has surpassed Billy Ray? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, that, because this is unique in that well, in that sense. Billy has had three careers, uh, at least three like sure. regenerations of who he is. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus with "Achy Break Your Heart," basically a one-hit wonder. Mm -hmm. um, had a, a couple other songs in country, but people really just know 
Like I would know that song about um, what am I going to do when I get home? Do we have that in the system? What am I going to do when I get home? Or where am I going to go when I get home? Billy Ray Cyrus. Let me know if we have any other Billy Ray. Is that off that album that um, some gave all? I am not even going to pick what album. Do we do? Will you play? Would you mind hitting it? No, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. If you if we do have it, let me hear it. But again, if I say that, you don't even know it, right? Right. No. Because he's and then he came back again for Miley Cyrus in Hannah Montana, yeah, which she right. was a part of. Yes. But she was the star, and then he came back in an Old Town Road. Yeah. As the second guy. And current now. I would say Miley has far surpassed Billy Ray. You? I agree with that. We only got a couple in the system. Okay. Could have been me. Some gave all. Okay. Eh, never Pick mind. your poison. Nah, not the one. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your poison. No, poison. no I just think it's unique in, in this in this list because most of it's just like these kids that have to live up to their parents or what they did here. It's like you have a kid that kind of yeah. She became what they wanted her to to do. She well, she, she they wanted her to do big things and she did. She's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, can you name another one? Over to you. Uh, yeah. Um, Hank Williams. Yeah. Junior, senior. Yeah, and I guess you could even go Hank the Third for oh, wow. Junior yeah. if you wanted to. That's kind of a, and you know what? I think there may even Hank the Fourth. Is there? Is there? I don't the know. Third. But if there's not, the next Either. one should be Hank. The third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Here you go. Here is Hank Williams. I'm so lonesome. Yeah. So could cry. Did Hank Junior? Country boy can survive. Do you guys remember Tearing My Beer? Yeah. There's a tear. And it, he had his dad in the song. It was one of those huh. oh, okay. Nat King Cole things when Natalie and Nat, he, he, she brought her dead dad back to sing with her. It was an old version. I always like it when they do that. I did too. And because they both sang yeah. There's a Tear in My Beer. And, and you know, there's the thing too where like- They uh, have Tear in My Beer in there from Hank Jr. There's a tear, tear in, in my beer and I'm crying for you, dear. Bum, bum, bum. You've been on my lonely mind. There's a tear Come on, in dude. my beer. And beer. Cause I'm crying for you, dear. Boom, boom. You are on my lonely mind. This reminds me of my dad and his buddies. That's Jim. They say I'll okay. keep drinking. <laughs> dude, Get it, Bones. That's up my wheelhouse. Not singing, but... I just feel like Hank Williams Jr. and and the third or whatever, you know, I, I feel like they've all embraced the fact that their family is all in music. You know, yeah. kind of like the, the difference between that artist trying to get away from, oh, my, my dad was an artist. I want, I want my I want my identity. Here, they're just like, yeah, man, this is us. Well, they we were also are. named after them, so they don't like they could. <laughs> Hank, Hank, and Hank. <laughs> they, could, yeah. they couldn't all get away from same. that. Did And Hank Jr., oh, no, Hank 1 died in his 20s, yeah. I believe. Al- alcohol poisoning? I don't know about poison. Yeah, I mean, probably sure. Cirrhosis, something like that. He, something he, to do with alcohol. He died super young. Mike, do we see what, uh, what, uh, what the deal was with him? Hank Williams Jr. was born in 1949. Junior. Remember when we talked about Hank Williams Jr. fell off a mountain and busted his face? Yeah. And he had a, he, that's why he grows a beard. His I didn't face, hear about that. His face was split open from one end to the other. Huh. By accident. They thought he was going to die. Hank Jr. Um... Hank Williams first stepped on stage and sang his father's songs when he was eight years old. Junior sang senior songs. Mike, how old was Hank Senior when he died? He was 29. Crazy, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, man. And to hear the Billy Joe Shaver story, because Billy Joe Shaver saw Hank Senior playing like in a in a bar, and that's how he got interested in music. He climbed a pole. He was a kid and saw Hank Senior and was like, "I got to do this." Yeah. And so he did it. You said you saw uh, Lucas Nelson on Southwest. I read an article about him on Southwest on you know the Southwest magazine. Yeah. And the, they asked him, you know, like, what made him, out of everything that his dad did, like, what made him love music? He said his dad 
would go and would take him to shows, but he said he loved watching what the crowd, how the crowd reacted to one note, you know, to, to what the power of music did to those people. He said he fell in love automatically. Probably so it's girl, cool to see the girls. <laughs> that, that's like yeah. what everyone goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the girls. <laughs> and I always wonder if parents want their kids to be artists. No, for the most part, no. I right? would never. We asked a lot of artists that question. It's just a weird profession. It's there's no success in it. It's a thousand to one. Even if you have a famous parent or or sibling or uncle, you're always going to be compared to them. You know, I would say almost all artists that I know have told their kids, "This is you probably I don't want you to do, do this. something else." Like if you want to do it, I'm not going to stop you from doing it, but I would like you to be something that's more stable. Because you know, if they have money, they're able to put them through nice schools. Sure, you don't want them to. Yeah, most artists that I know have told would not recommend their kids do it. If they want to do it, that's fine. Yeah, but they're not going to push them to. They're like, not pursuing it. Nope. Um, Brent, back over to you. Can you name another artist that we have that has a famous man? I don't know that I have another one off the top of my head. The four or five other ones I have are pretty older artists. Mm, no, there's one. There's still. Yeah. There's still one <laughs> really current country artist. Super current. Really current. I'll walk you to it. I'll walk you to it. We okay. have. We've had both of them on the show in the past six months. Not together. They've come in as, as guests at different times. You got this one, Brett. I know you do. I'll give you another hint. The okay. dad is opening for the son right now on tour. Oh, Red Akins and Thomas Rhett. There you, Boom. there you go. There you go. So, here you go. Here's Red Akins. That ain't my truck in her drive. Here's Thomas Rhett. If I never get to see the northern lights. So Thomas Rhett was born in Valdosta, Georgia. Grew up in Nashville. He is the son of Red Akins and grew up knowing other singers like Tim McGraw, Reba, Brooks and Dunn as a kid. Uh, TR and I talk about this in TR's podcast. I've done a podcast with both of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. both great. Yeah. The red one was big for us. It got a ton. So I want to encourage you to check those out after this one. Uh, after learning to play drums, Rhett later went on stage and started playing. With his dad. So that's a good one. Uh, let's do Elvis. And Elvis's daughter was? Uh, Lisa Marie. I got the same old story with them all night. Now, she did not do a lot. Not very well, no. I can't She's very famous, but. Uh, she's the only child of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, as well as the sole heir to her father's estate. She has developed a career in music business, has issued three albums. I don't know any of the songs she's done. I'm trying to see if I know. She's been married and divorced four times, including Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage. Wow. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Which one? Uh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I remember the Michael Jackson. That was huge. I think that's how we all knew who she was. Right. In 1993, on her 25th birthday, she inherited the estate, which had grown to over $100 million. In 2004, she sold 85% of her father's estate. Wow. But yeah, I guess I don't know her really as a musician. I know she's tried, but that's one of those that, even with the name, wasn't able to do it. Um, okay. Brent, I'm going to play this one. You tell me first. See if you can just name the artist. Someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Until that baby, are you going to let him hold you down and make you cry? Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. Now, how does this fall into this, this episode? Okay, so Brian Wilson's daughter, Carney Wilson, right? Right. Is in Wilson Phillips. Good job. Brian Wilson yeah. from the Beach Boys. Yeah. There you go. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older than we would have to wait so long? So, Wilson is the daughter of Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, and she co founded Wilson Phillips with her younger sister, who, by the way, is another 
Wilson. Oh, she There's she's two. also Brian's. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, <laughs> and China Phillips. So it's two Wilsons and a Phillips. Wow. And they were in their teens. They released two albums. And I did Miss America. I judged Miss America with Carney Wilson. We really? each other on Instagram. Super nice, but I could not stop. Every time I look at her, I wouldn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I'd be like, someday somebody's got to turn around. It's stuck in your head. It, yeah, I would see her and I would just think it every time. And I'd be like, Carney, I'm so sorry. And she was like, yeah, you should be. She's fine. Um, Shooter Jennings and Waylon Jennings. Nice. You know, Shooter, I think, just produced the record from Tanya Tucker, right? Was that Shooter Jennings that, rep- that, that produced that with... Um, mm. I don't know. I have Mike D look that up because... Go ahead, Mike D. It's, I believe Brandy Carlisle and Shooter, and Shooter yeah. Jennings produced the record for Tanya Brandy Tucker. T- yep. Wow. Brandy Carlisle. How'd you know Jennings. that? Good job. I don't know. Got a lot of info in that head of yours. I'm not even sure of it sometimes when it comes out. Uh, and so, Marilyn Manson. He was Shooter a producer Jennings produced a Marilyn Manson record? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Look at that. Very diverse. Shooter Jennings born May 19th, 1979. I mean, I knew Shooter Eddie from when we used to do Emmy television. He'd come in a lot. He'd come in a lot. Mm-hmm. We'd see him. Have his sunglasses on, we big shot beard. And Emmy television is a regional television. It's how Eddie and I met. We were yeah. doing TV together. And it was a regional Texas show. And... We did a whole Shooter Jennings special, a whole live concert. Yeah, he did a, sh- a concert, and we kind of put it all together and broadcasted that. But I, I don't, I never, I mean, I met him probably five times, but I never got to know him. He wasn't, he didn't talk very much. I he didn't either. So I don't know what he's like. He's kind of scared of him. He looks like a scary dude, yeah, but scary I don't, he may not be. Okay. How about which one of the Beatles has a son that did music? Okay. Um, John and Sean. John. Hey Jude. Not so much Sean. Julian did more. Really? Mm-hmm. That's Julian? That's Julian. Wow, he sounds just like his dad. Just like his dad. More than Sean does. Julian Lennon is an English musician, a photographer, son of John Lennon and Cynthia. And Julian was the direct inspiration for three Beatles songs. Ready? Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Hey Jude. Uh-huh. Yeah, Julian. Julian. And, Written by Paul McCartney. And Good Night. His parents divorced in 1968. Julian Lennon inspired one of his father's most famous songs, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds, whose lyrics describe a picture of a boy, that picture that he had drawn, a watercolor painting of his friend Lucy O'Donnell. Huh. So, so it's not about LSD. Sky, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds is a picture that his son had painted with finger paints of a girl named Lucy. Huh. Yeah, but I love how the media took that one and went like, yes, yeah, it's LSD, right, All about John? drugs. <laughs> how about this one? Do you know who this is, Brent? Well, the girls I once Mike D, good job on this oh. one. Eddie and I went as Halloween <laughs> as this song. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I did the, there's a white guy in this song, and there's a, a uh, Hispanic, Hispanic, Mexican, Spanish guy. Man, yeah. singing right now. Do you know who that is? No, I think I'm stumped. That's Julio Iglesias. Okay. Yep. I, I was Willie Nelson. Eddie was Julio Iglesias. Naturally. We that. And, and his son is... Come on, Brent. Enrique. Yeah. I can be your hero, baby. A good one. I told Mike earlier, I was like, that's a good one. Uh, Iglesias was born in Madrid, Spain. Uh, oh, he's not Mexican. My mm, bad. That's why I said Spanish. I, <laughs> I thought, dude, but see, like us Mexicans, I'm I'm Mexican American, and we growing up, like anyone that spoke Spanish, like yeah, those are people, man. We're Mexicans. Bailamos, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which means let's dance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? and Iglesias means church. Well, Enrique Iglesias began his career with the name Enrique Martinez because he didn't want to be known as Julio Iglesias. Oh son. man, he didn't, and he didn't want his dad to know about his plans 
to be in music. And he didn't want the name to help him advance his career. So he borrowed money from his family nanny and recorded a demo, which consisted of a Spanish song and two English songs. Fun fact about Enrique Iglesias. Yes. You know that song? Cause tonight I'm loving you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's not the original version. Really? The, the original version is, Cause tonight I'm effing you. Really? Mm-hmm. And they made a radio edit. I remember you talking about this. Blown away. When I played it the first time, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Because that song was effing you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird and, when you say that. And it sounds that. weird too whenever he, because the song's like, uh, I'm, I'm known from coast to coast, and I say about the money. He's got so much comic. He goes, and I know it may be rude, but tonight I'm in you. And I'm like, whoa! Does he sing that live, that version live? I don't think, probably not. Oh, okay, it's too much. I don't know. I mean, just to write that is I, a little he, much. It might be rude. It might. <laughs> yeah, the, I felt it was like, who would say that? Yeah, no one. Tonight I'm in no, no, no one. Like in real life, no one would ever do that. Uh, and finally, I can't think of any more. Yeah, Eddie, this one you'll be like, oh, crap. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of them. Bob and all his sons. Yeah. Bob Marley and Ziggy Marley, his most famous music son. All of them do, a lot of them do. Music. Oh, yeah, Damien, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Ziggy is the leader of the band Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers and the son of Bob Marley and Rita Marley. And so, again, he has a lot yes. of sons that do music, but yes. Ziggy would be the, the... He's got a lot of kids. Yeah. With different... Women. I was listening to an episode of Disgraceland about Bob yeah. Marley. Did you hear that one, Mike? I haven't heard that Where one. Where Bob Marley and his people would go around to these stations in, in like the Bahamas and like hope, have a gun and make them play the music. Oh, wow, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I guess they had different rules. Not, not very peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, not, oh, don't worry. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, man? You got a gun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a fun little topic there. And I think what we're going to do in a later episode, Brent's here, and we're going to record, I think sometimes people like to hear the back behind the scenes of radio. And Brent, again, is a program director for two radio stations, uh, country stations in Bakersfield, California. So we'll do a podcast about what it's like behind the scenes for a radio program director. Yeah, that'd you be awesome. That? Cool. Um, that being said, the inspiration of this whole podcast was me wanting to talk to Aubrey Sellers and coming up and just now, or are we going to do a spot? Quick break. Quick break. Yep. And on the other side of this break, we'll talk with one of my favorite artists, Aubrey Sellers. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Aubrey? Hello. There she is. How are you, Aubrey? Good. How are you? Where, where are you right now? I'm in my car in LA, but I'm not driving. Yeah, because they'll bust you quick in California for driving with it. And like here in Nashville, we just started the hands free, so it kind of doesn't matter. Like sometimes I still hold it in my hand, but if you do it out is there, it a law? yeah, they just passed it like two months ago. Wow. It's it's changed so yeah, much, it's- Aubrey, since you left. It's a completely different city. I didn't know. <laughs> I have been meaning to get you on for a couple of reasons. Reason number one, and I told Mike D, I said, hey, I want to get Aubrey on because, um, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, right? I, I tell you that every time I see you. I'm like, I'm your biggest fan. And then Thank you. <laughs> you've been putting out some new stuff. And, I'm, and I was like, man, I want to get Aubrey on talk about these songs. So why don't we start with that first? Um, okay. I, I want to play this song that um, with uh, Steve Earle. Uh, my love will not change. I'm going to play a clip of it. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but I'm going to play a clip, so we'll come right back to you. My love will not change. My love will not change. Did you hear that? Like Aubrey, can you hear yourself? No. Okay, no, she can't. Okay, you, so I'm going to tell you, this song's playing right now that's real good. It's called My Love Will Not Change by Aubrey Sellers. Tell me about this song right here. So this is the only song on my new record that I didn't write. It was actually a bluegrass song, a guy named Sean Camp wrote it with Billy Burnett, and do you know who Del McCurry is? I do. <laughs> okay, so Del McCurry did a kind of the quintessential version of it, but it's a total bluegrass song, so people can go listen and, like, hear the original version, and uh, when I heard it, I was like, I want to kind of do this in my own style, you know, and kind of rock it out a little bit, and, and when I uh, decided to record it, I was like, Steve Earle is, like, one of my ultimate heroes, and so I was like, I, I can't hear anyone else that I would, like, sing this song with except him, so I, like, totally like stalked him to try to figure out how he was listening on this song and uh so it's kind of a dream come true I, I like how she's like you know i decided to rock this one out all she does is rock things out like a, <laughs> a bit when you put out your last record it was all like electric right yeah it was yeah she's like this one i decided to rock. no no you rock everything out like this, um so okay i know eddie do you know del mccurry of course i do okay it, yeah i mean the white hair and all and the bluegrass band I dude, he's just been rocking for so long. So good. Yeah, Aubrey knows a lot of these old schoolers because she's been around it her whole life. Right. So how do you get introduced yeah. 
to like Steve Earle and Dale McCurry? How, how did I what? How do you get introduced to people like Steve Earle and Dale McCurry? Oh, well, so it's funny because my dad growing up played bluegrass with Ricky Skaggs. So I just knew a lot of those people. And, you know, obviously my mom listened to a lot of country music and sings country music too. So I was, I was just exposed to all of that from a young age. And, and so I have a really, I have a real appreciation for bluegrass. In fact, if I didn't do the kind of music I do, I, I at one point in my life wanted to play bluegrass. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because I think you could have had, and you probably have had plenty of opportunities to kind of ride your parents' coattails, but you chose just to go kind of a different angle with that. I, I'm assuming that was kind of on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I felt a lot of pressure to like live up to not only like what people. I guess, expected from my parents being successful, but also just, you know, I think still when people hear me, they expect me to kind of sound like my mom or whatever. And so I definitely felt like a need to make a distinct stance in the beginning and be like, I'm not my parents. I, you know, I may have some similarities because of genetics, but like I want to do it my way. And, you know, I even tried to like keep people from mentioning it, but that's kind of impossible. (laughs) So I kind of gave that up quickly. (laughs) Because <laughs> sometimes you can look at a picture and you can see, you know, wow, I do. Like when, for example, Eddie, like you and your dad, yeah. you can probably see your dad at your age and think it looks like you. Correct. Now, not, yeah. not visual though, Aubrey. Can you hear you and hear it sound like your mom, like your voices sound similar? For sure. Our voices, I think, sound really similar. Um, but that's the thing too. It's like, I can't help that. You know, it's like I literally have her DNA, but. Uh, and I grew up on the road too. Like, grew up, you know, she homeschooled me. Like, I was around her all the time, hearing her sing all the time. So it's just going to be natural that I sound like her a little bit vocally. But, you know, musically, obviously, it's different. So I'm going to play another song here. Uh, this is called Drag You Down. So, Aubrey, you will hear silence, but we will be nodding our head and listening to the song in our ears <laughs> because we don't have the technology yet to, for you to hear it as well. Here's uh, Drag You Down from Aubrey Sellers. That's Drag You Down. Tell me about this one, Aubrey. I heard that one, by the way. Oh, she did? We, we pushed a button so she can hear it? <laughs> Dang, we figured stuff out here. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast has got it going. All right, so tell me about Drag You Down. Um, so Drag You Down is uh, it's kind of a, like a, a song about bringing someone down to your level when they're not being very empathetic. You know, I think we just like... I think it's kind of when we wrote it, like, I don't think the world was as heated as it is right now because I wrote it a couple of years ago. But now I feel like it's really a timely song because it's like kind of about, you know, people not seeing eye to eye and, and kind of that emotion you feel when, when you want to bring someone to your level and kind of have them see things through your eyes. And uh, yeah, I wrote it with a girl named Shannon Wright and she's singing on it. And we had a lot of fun with that one. So check out those two songs from Aubrey. I'm going to tell you, I still love. The, just the whole New City Blues. Just so good. Just so good. Thank and, you. Every, I feel the need to like take her by the shoulders and look and go, you're so good every mm-hmm. time I see her. And we don't, <laughs> see, we don't see each other often, but a couple times a year we'll run at each other somewhere. I think the last time I'll re- we saw yeah. each other was at Dirk's show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She, what's it like being an, art, an artist living in L.A.? So, I mean, I, I grew up in Nashville, you know, I was born and raised there. So I feel like it was a little bit time for me to try to like do something a little different for myself and, and kind of get out of my comfort zone and get out of the Nashville bubble that I've been living in my whole life. 
And, and, you know, I act too. So I came out here to kind of pursue that a little bit and I really like it out here. I, I think like it's good. It's, it's good to kind of get in a different mindset and get around some different people. And, and I know everybody says this and it seems like such a stupid thing, but the weather is so incredible <laughs> and I, it makes me happy every day. So I'm not having a really good time out here. It's really creatively inspiring and it's nice to kind of break out of the Nashville show and kind of, you know, find, find something else. You know, I follow you on Instagram and all of your pictures aren't black and white anymore. There's some color ones and when they pop up and you're in color, I'm like, <laughs> she must be in an especially chipper mood today. It's bringing a little color into my life. I like it, but I'm still, you know, I still got a, I still have majority black and white. That's, you know, that's true. That's like my vibe. Well, <laughs> everyone out there that's listening right now, you should, uh, she's got a new record coming out in February of 2020. Am I accurate on that, Aubrey? That's correct. On the seventh, lucky number seven. Well, I will be in line at the local rec- record store, <laughs> demanding I get my Aubrey Sellers. Uh, check out the couple tracks she has out now. My love will not change with Steve Earle and drag you down. And Aubrey, appreciate you. You know, I'll say it for the third time in this uh, 15-minute interview, I'm such a big fan. And if you ever need anything, let me know. Thank you so much. All right, there she is, Aubrey Sellers. Bye, Aubrey. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.